ಶ್ರೀ ಗುರುಭ್ಯೋ ನಮಃ ಹರಿ ಸದಾಶಿವಸಂಭಾಂ ಶಂಕರಾಚಾರ್ಯ ಮಧ್ಯಮಾಂ ಅಸ್ಮದಾಚಾರ್ಯಪರ್ಯಂತ ವಂದೇ ಗುರುಪರಂಪರಾಂ ಭಾರತೀಕರುಣಾಪಾತ್ರ ಭಾರತೀಪದೂಷಣ ಭಾರತೀಪದಾರೂಢಂ ಭಾರತೀತೀರ್ಥಮಾಶ್ರೇ ಮೈ ಪ್ರಣಾಮ್ಸ್ ಟು ಎವ್ರಿಬಡಿ ಸೊ ಮೈ ಟಾಪಿಕ್ ಟುಡೆ ಈಸ್ ಐಡಿಯಾಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಅದ್ವೈತ ವೇದಾಂತ ಇನ್ ದ ವಚನಾಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಸರ್ವಜ್ಞ ಐ ವುಡ್ ಬ್ರೀಫ್ಲಿ ಐ ವಿಲ್ ಸ್ಟಾರ್ಟ್ ವಿತ್ ಅ ಬ್ರೀಫ್ ಇಂಟ್ರೊಡಕ್ಷನ್ ಟು ಸರ್ವಜ್ಞ ಸಿನ್ಸ್ ನಾಟ್ ಮೆನಿ ಔಟ್ಸೈಡ್ ಆಫ್ ಕರ್ನಾಟಕ ವುಡ್ ಬಿ ನೋಯಿಂಗ್ ಅಬೌಟ್ ಹಿಮ್ ಈಸ್ ಒನ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ಮೋಸ್ಟ್ ರಿನೌಂಡ್ ಫಿಲಾಸಫರ್ಸ್ ಪಾಯಿಟ್ಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಸೋಷಲ್ ಕಾಮೆಂಟೇಟರ್ಸ್ ಇನ್ ಕರ್ನಾಟಕ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ವೆರಿ ಲಿಸ್ ಲಿಟಲ್ ಬಯೋಗ್ರಫಿಕಲ್ ಡೀಟೇಲ್ಸ್ ಆರ್ ನೋನ್ ಅಬೌಟ್ ಹಿಮ್ ಹಿ ಈಸ್ ಸಪೋಸ್ ಟು ಬಾರ್ನ್ ಇನ್ ಎ ವಿಲೇಜ್ ಕಾಲ್ಡ್ ಮದಗ ಮಸೂರು ಇನ್ ಧಾರವಾಡ ಡಿಸ್ಟ್ರಿಕ್ಟ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಹಿಸ್ ಫಾದರ್ ಬಸವರಸ ವಾಸ್ ಎ ಶೈವಾ ಬ್ರಾಹ್ಮಣ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಹಿಸ್ ಮದರ್ ಮಾಲಿ ಬಿಲಾಂಗ್ ಟು ಎ ವುಮನ್ ಆಫ್ ಎ ಪಾಟರ್ಸ್ ಕಮ್ಯುನಿಟಿ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಹಿ ವಾಸ್ ಬಾರ್ನ್ ಔಟ್ ಆಫ್ ವೆಡ್ಲಾಕ್ ಇನ್ ಒನ್ ಆಫ್ ಹಿಸ್ ವಚನಾಸ್ ಹಿ ಕ್ಲೇಮ್ಸ್ ದಟ್ ಹಿ ಈಸ್ ಎ ಬಾರ್ನ್ ಎಸ್ ಎ ಬ್ಲೆಸ್ಸಿಂಗ್ ಫ್ರಮ್ ಲಾರ್ಡ್ ಚಂದ್ರಶೇಖರ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಹಿಸ್ ಟೈಮ್ ದ ಸ್ಕಾಲರ್ಸ್ ಯೂಜಲಿ ಡೇಟ್ ಡೇಟ್ ಹಿಮ್ ಟು ಸಿಕ್ಸ್ಟೀನ್ ಸೆಂಚುರಿ ಬಟ್ ಹಿ ಈಸ್ ಹಿ ಇಸ್ ಬಿಫೋರ್ ಸೆವೆಂಟೀನ್ತ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಆಫ್ಟರ್ ಟ್ವೆಲ್ತ್ ಸೆಂಚುರಿ ಸೊ ಯೂಜಲಿ ದೇ ಡೇಟ್ ಹಿಮ್ ಟು ಸಿಕ್ಸ್ಟೀನ್ ಸೆಂಚುರಿ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಹಿ ವಾಸ್ ಒನ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ಪ್ರಾಮಿನೆಂಟ್ ವೀರ ಶೈವ ಸೈಂಟ್ಸ್ ಅಪಾರ್ಟ್ ಫ್ರಮ್ ಬಸ್ ಪೀಪಲ್ ನೋ ಅಬೌಟ್ ಬಸವಣ್ಣ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಅಲ್ಲಮ ಪ್ರಭು ಅಕ್ಕ ಮಹಾದೇವಿ ಸೊ ಹಿ ವಾಸ್ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ಕನ್ಸಿಡರ್ಡ್ ಎ ಒನ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ಇಂಪಾರ್ಟೆಂಟ್ ವೀರ ಶೈವ ಸೈಂಟ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಹಿಸ್ ಪೋಯಮ್ಸ್ ಆರ್ ತ್ರೀ ತ್ರೀ ಲೈನ್ಡ್ ವಿತ್ ತ್ರೀ ಪದಾಸ್ ಕಾಲ್ ಹೆನ್ಸ್ ಕಾಲ್ಡ್ ಎಸ್ ತ್ರಿಪದೀಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ದೇರ್ ಆರ್ ಇನ್ ಒನ್ ಆಫ್ ಹಿಸ್ ವಚನಾಸ್ ಹಿ ಕ್ಲೇಮ್ಸ್ ದಟ್ ಹಿ ಹಸ್ ಕಂಪೋಸ್ಡ್ ಅರೌಂಡ್ ಸೆವೆನ್ ಕ್ರೋರ್ ಸೆವೆನ್ ಲ್ಯಾಕ್ ಸೆವೆನ್ ತೌಸಂಡ್ ಸೆವೆಂಟಿ ವಚನಾಸ್ ಹೌವೆವರ್ ವಿ ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ಸಮ್ ತೌಸಂಡ್ ಟೂ ಹಂಡ್ರೆಡ್ ಟು ತೌಸಂಡ್ print today that are uh, to some extent we can uh, claim to be authentically belonging to him thematically uh, his uh, his his themes are very wide ranged uh, from social cultural religious philosophical political scientific uh, even on uh, he has many vachanas dedicated to uh, subjects like kama sutra also uh, so i have picked uh, i have examined some uh, 200 plus vachanas and uh, Uh, selected uh, few vachanas which clearly expresses a vedantic a advaita vedantic ideas and and i have uh, tried to map them uh, trying to find the origins in the uh, in the upanishads and the in the thoughts of adi shankaracharya and others uh, before jumping into uh, sarvagya's vachanas i wanted to just share a little bit introduction about the advaitic influence on virashaiva saints basically the philosophy of virashaivism is a shakti vishishta advaita and as the name says that there is advaita in the name itself it's the basic philosophy is uh, it's uh, the foundation is in in non duality however there uh, we can also see a clear uh, uh, you know uh, influence of advaita vedanta in the vachanas of say allama prabhu for example allama prabhu who was one of the tallest uh, um saints on the virashaiva tradition in one of the vachanas he says without duality mind and mere bane for him who has merged his own self with the lord all actions are actions of the linga alone i mean of course i am translating i have not included any of the original kannada vachanas in my presentation and in uh, by 15th century there was a even more uh, kind of integration of virashaivism with uh, advaita vedanta by saints like nijaguna shivayogi who started the kaivalya tradition 
So uh, naturally, it is not surprising that Sarvagya, who, who lived merely, say, some hundred years after Shivayogi, we find so many Advaitic ideas uh, uh, in his uh, vachanas. Even a cursory look of his vachanas will reveal that he has, he has used a lot of Vedantic terminology, both the Sanskrit version, uh, the, both in Tatsama as well as Tadbhava, uh, the, the Kannada equivalents also. Like the, the terminology is like uh, Brahman, Atma, Maya, Jyoti, Chidananda, Advaita, Jnana, Tattva, Tattvamasi. We can find all of them in his vachanas. And so in my presentation, I would be uh, trying to compare, uh, like uh, my friend Priyank did with Haryanvi songs, compared with Bajagovindam. I am comparing it with uh, uh, Isha, uh, this Upanishads specifically, and uh, trying to see what are ideas of Upanishads can be seen in his vachanas. Uh, I have uh, thematically uh, grouped it. So the first theme is Sarvagya on Brahman or Ishvara. Uh, the, the Upanishadic and or the uh, Advaita Vedantic view of Upanishad, uh, in my view, can be summarized, if I have to summarize in a single verse from the Upanishads, it should be uh, Shvetashvatara Upanishad, which says, Eko Deva Sarva Bhuteshu Ghudha Sarva Vyapi Sarva Bhutantaratma Karma Dyakshaha Sarva Bhutadi Vasaham Sakshi Cheta Kevalo Nirgunascha. So the ideas we get from this verse is that that ultimate reality is non-dual, whole, without a second, is imminent in the universe, stays hidden in the hearts of all creatures as their inner self, is the creator and a ruler of the universe who presides over all actions, is the witness and the knower of everything that is omniscient, and is free from all attributes and forms. We can find each of these elements in one or the other vachanas of the Sarvagya, where, where he speaks about uh, Brahman. I mean, the Sarvagna does uh, various few places. Yes, he uses the term Brahman and Atman, but mostly he use, calls it Shiva or Linga also. That, that is the most more uh, prevalent terminology. So on the first, uh, on Brahman as being non-dual one, who is omniscient cause of the world, we can see uh, one of the vachanas, he says, there cannot be two but one only for this world. The omniscient and the creator for the world, there is but one God, Sarvagya. So his antima, the, the, he ends all his vachana with the name Sarvagya. Nobody knows what is his real name, he calls himself Sarvagya also. And the, another vachana, he says, the universe is within Lord Shiva, but Lord Shiva is not within universe. The universe is not different from Lord Shiva. The mystery is known only to Lord Agahara Sarvagya. So here you can see the idea of ultimate reality being one. But this one is not a numerical thing. One is about non-difference. That is clearly brought in the second uh, the, uh, verse quoted here, that universe is not different from Lord Shiva. And these ideas can be, you know, uh, it reminds me of the Taittiriya Upanishad uh, verse, Yatova Bhutani Jayanti, that defines Brahman as know that as Brahman from which all the universe emerges, in which the universe is exists and into it, it merges. Similarly, in some of the vachanas, uh, Sarvagya speaks about Ishwara as immanent, uh, omnipresent, and infinite. Uh, Consider this verse, uh, this vachanam, immanent and omnipresent is the linga in all things conceivable, rocks, breasts, measuring cans, and even the sheep's droppings. Do the nigamas know this sarvagya? 
the god supreme resides in the wood stone and on the tip of a thorn think not this to be a lie he resides here there and everywhere the moment i read this verse vachanas uh, the one uh, was the mantra that immediately flashed to me was the ishavasya upanishad the first mantra ishavasyam idam sarvam yatkinja jagatyam jagat it is as if he was having the ishavasya upanishad text in front of him when he was comparing this Yeah, he has just given a folk twist so, so to say to this upanishadic idea that brahman is here everywhere similarly in some of the vachanas he says is there any linga, limit to linga is there a place without linga the cosmos is contained in the linga can anyone deny the existence of linga there ishwar as omnipresent infinite whole and the, this is a uh, that ishwara dwells in the hearts of the people this is a repeated theme in some of his uh, vachanas he uh, shares many vachanas he expresses this idea in one of the vachana he says lord hara dwells in your heart like fire hidden in a tree you cannot understand him except through guru's guidance here he brings out the importance of guru's guidance something which is very much central to advaita vedanta also brings up the idea that lord is hidden in the heart we saw that shwetashvatar upanishad itself say, says that but even in gita we can see this that krishna saying oh good kesha i am the self residing in the hearts of all beings so invisible like a ghee in the milk like particles of dust in water dwells shiva in our hearts so these vachanas express these ideas of uh, ishwara being uh, not outside of us but being the very hridaya the very heart the inner most self of us e- similarly ishwara as a formless and omnipotent ruler of the uh, universe this is another idea uh, in the taittiriya upanishad we can see this idea where uh, it says out of his fear the wind blows out of his fear the sun rises that is it is that the brahman is the uh, reason he is the karma dyaksha out of because of him all the order the order is maintained in the universe everything happens in the universe similarly in kena upanishad the opening itself we can very the first verse we can see about uh, this uh, willed by whom does the directed mind go towards this object and this uh, and etc similar uh, thoughts are expressed by sarvagya also in a very beautiful way he says who put milk in the hedge honey in the forked hedge and oil in the sea sand who could ever deny the divine play of lord shiva sharana who considers linga as his husband and himself as his wife merges into the formless lord without ever mating can such a shiva sharana be ever born again here he expresses the idea of when he speaks of linga or shiva it is the formless ultimate reality and not of a saguna aspect that we Uh, tend to usually associate with so uh, we can see clearly a vedantic uh, basis uh, clearly uh, a advaitic basis in the ideas of sarvagya regarding brahman or ishvara similarly we can see him uh, speaking about jagat and maya also maya is being such a central concept to shankara advaita vedanta and uh, we find clear en- enumeration of maya even in uh, sarvagya's vachana on the jagat uh, i would like to j- just um, speak about this that uh, jagat is considered mithya and mithya is related to the notion of that which is uh, neither real not nor unreal right 
and that is it is connected to the notion of impermanence. So this notion of impermanence, jagat as impermanent, is, is uh, expressed by Sarvagya in some of the vachanas. Uh, in one of the vachanas he says infinite and boundless is the absolute. So on one hand he is calling the absolute as infinite and boundless in a, as a nitya and uh, without limit. And again at the end he says man, a mere mortal, uh, has no permanence on the earth. So he is contrasting the absolute with the impermanence of the world. And interestingly, in another vachana, he, uh, he says, gold is the father of the bracelet. He who fails to realize the ephemerality of the form is a dog indeed. The gold is the most uh, interesting thing. He is calling the gold the father of the bracelet. A very clear, uh, th there can be no better example than this to say that there is an Advaitic influence because the example of the gold and the different uh, ornaments made out of gold is a, uh, is straight from the Upanishads as well as quoted by Adi Shankaracharya himself. That gold is the substratum, the ornaments are the various Nama and Rupa. The same thing he, uh, Sarvagya has expressed that gold is the father of the bracelet. On Maya also, the Advaitic tradition holds it, the, literally Maya means that which is not. And uh, that Maya has a no independent existence apart from Brahman. So this same idea is expressed by Sarvagya. In one of the vachanas, he says that Maya which does not exist, not knowing how to stop, do not think it is strong. Instead realize that there is no Maya Sarvagya. Here in these verses, what is interesting is he is not making an indirect reference to philosophy. He dedicates certain uh, vachanas purely for the philosophy. And then you know, very practically he is uh, giving. He is saying that don't think that the bonds that you see in your day-to-day -day life, don't think that it is too strong. Just funny. It is not that much strong actually. In reality, it does not exist at all. It is clearly a definition of maya that is found in Advaita. Similarly, uh, so uh, I won't take uh, much time. He, he has many other uh, verses where he speaks about, uh, could you not release me from this mesh of Maya? The Maya is uh, the cause of the bondage uh, of this samsara. And moving forward, uh, Sarvagya also dedicates many vachanas to express the idea of jnana, moksha, jivan mukta, all familiar uh, Vedantic concepts. And his definition of uh, moksha is the Advaitic definition, he clearly brings this out that uh, Brahmatma Aikyam is the ultimate uh, goal. In one of his, uh, speaking about the importance of Jnanam, he says, enlightened indeed is he who has realized his own self, but the one who knows not is like a dog of a deserted village. He, he often brings dogs into his vachanas. And in another place he says, there is no, nothing greater than jnana, there is nothing lesser than a dog. Without the sun there is no light. In the world jnana is the highest. And interestingly, there is a, one verse which reminds us of the Keno Upanishad. He says, those who say they know, consider that to be a falsehood. If you know, do not say you know. By silence one attains knowledge. This is eerily similar to the Keno Upanishad verse, uh, famous verse which says, it is known to him to whom it is unknown, he does not know to whom it is known. It is a very famous uh, verse in uh, Keno Upanishad which speaks about that Brahman is not an objective knowledge. Uh, 
So this is eerily similar to this. And uh, I have quoted a lot of uh, vachanas here. All of them bring out this aspect that moksha is brahmatma aikyam, that brahma with apnoti param, the Upanishad idea is expressed here. Uh, in one he says, like a camphor uh, concert merging with her fire lord, the devote fusing with the absolute will attain the eternal liberation. So it, it's a wonderful uh, metaphor of camphor completely merging with the fire. And in some places, he clearly says, will indeed merge with the absolute. He speaks about, uh, he would indeed become Brahma, merging himself with the lotus of the self. There can be no more explicit reference to Advaitic idea than the use of these terms. And he says, discarding the notions of one, I, uh, and you, one who realizes oneself as Linga, destroys all confusions and attains the vision of oneness. This vision of oneness is something, uh, a phrase uh, we can find in Ishavasi Upanishad where it says, Yasmin Sarvani Bhutani Atmanyeva Anupashyati. I think the second line says the Ekatvam. Uh, yeah, Ekatvam Anupashyata. So th that is a, there is a clear uh, correlation there. And um, clearly there are correlations on the, his understanding of a Shiva Yogi or the realized person with how uh, we understand this, the, the verses 6 and 7 that uh, Ishopanishad just quoted, the same uh, ideas are in his vachanas also. Like why should the one who has realized the light within himself bother about the business of the living? Uh, why should he should be unmindful of the, just, yeah, just, I'm concluding just two, three more slides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like an, uh, he should be, uh, not be bothered with the blaming and criticizing of the world. The Isha Upanishad says, ko moha, ko, uh, yeah, ko moha, ko shoka. So this reminds of this, that he sh uh, Jivan Mukta is not bothered about uh, um, what the world does. And uh, another interesting thing I found is, while uh, Sarvagyan does not speak about sadhana, sadhana chatushtaya as such, he does not say there is a framework of sadhana chatushtaya, still many of his vachanas bring out the elements of sadhana chatushtaya. I have just quoted a sample when we don't have time to go through that. Uh, there are uh, vachanas which speak, uh, bring out the importance of vivekam, importance of shama, dama, titiksha, viraga, etc. So to conclude, a basic uh, thing what I, am, I have showed in my paper is there are deep influences of Advaita Vedanta in the vachanas of Sarvagya, one of the prominent Veerashaiva saint. But uh, not, he was not only Veerashaiva saint, his kind of uh, poetry, the vachanas, the Tripadis, they were also folk in nature. And this was spread, this was uh, sung by people. He never wrote anything on himself. It was all oral tradition. And it was widely spread, in, especially in the northern areas of Karnataka. So this brings out many points, one of which is that um, we have this, that uh, there is a proper tradition, you know, the, the, uh, the knowledge is kept away from the common people. But that is not true. The, even the highest knowledge of the Upanishads were made available to common people through these different folk and other mediums by people like Sarvagya, etc. Thank you.